And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Customers be like, my package is late. It's delayed. I'm about to go ahead and cancel. Go ahead and cancel. <laughs> go ahead and cancel. What you think you'll be able to pick it up? You can't. You don't know where it's coming from. So just sit back and wait. It's coming. Your package coming. Good morning, Swoo World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, March 5th, and this is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets, rolling with my top shot. Hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Got the international man of mystery, taking it to the max. Some people call him Snake. I like to call him <laughs> Leroy. What's up, Lee Ellis? Fred. <laughs> Leroy. Last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Unfortunately, no task today, because he's actually moving houses. This guy's very, very busy today. But I'm told, JD, can you confirm this, that he did send in a worst of the week uh, you know, video package that will actually roll in for a worst of the week, and then we can address whatever he says. That's exactly right. Uh, it's all loaded up and ready to go, and you're going to love it. Okay, great. So, uh, yeah, um, best of luck to uh, Tass and his family making the big move today. Busy, busy day. Got nice weather here in Atlanta, for at least. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Please continue to like and to comment and to subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Much love to everybody who joined us for uh, last night's NBA Happy Hour, especially Lee's mate, Big Matt. He was our special guest. He stayed up until like 4.30 in the morning over in England to jump on the live stream and uh, share some stories and some photos and a whole bunch of LARFs. Mm -hmm. Uh, A great guy. That was the first time, uh, again, JD... Trey and I had ever met Big Matt. Um, awesome guy, Lily. I like yeah, that. well, you, you said my friend, but don't you feel now after last night's happy hour, he's everyone's friend? Oh, I like him way more than is. you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to have a beer with that guy. Uh, Big Matt. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, look, it was like, as someone said in the comments, it was like No Dunks had two Lees for a night. Uh, <laughs> there's some truth to that. Uh, and these guys sharing all their stories of traveling around the world. Uh, so that's up on our YouTube uh, channel. You can go back and... Uh, watch or listen to it um graphic mark mark Scholl. he always comes through with the timestamps for those he actually watches all of these super long happy hours although last night's wasn't too bad so if you want to like look in the comments you can jump around to oh this is the part where lee talks about wearing a do-rag in barbados uh and oh this is the part where uh you know a great story involving a guy named james and i'll just leave it at that <laughs> oh james yeah. oh i forgot about james late night james we're getting him on next oh. this man loves man. to party i don't i don't i don't think we can have james on myself. a little big too Matt, extreme huh? even big i think that was like ah, i don't know about that i think james and trey would get along pretty pretty well yeah, together so that's true. That's true. Maybe we'll just give him a spinoff show uh, Trey and James Uh, he's gonna need a nickname though we got Big Matt 
and we got mm. graphic mark. So I don't know what party James he needs an adjective. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe wandering James. Maybe that's it because oh, he just, okay. just wanders around James. the real world. All right. Uh, keep your questions and comments coming for the uh, next Beach Steppin podcast. I actually don't know when we'll be doing that because I just realized. All-Star break, um, you know, is coming up. It's basically here now. We will be back on Sunday night for an NBA happy hour during the dunk contest, which is at halftime of the All-Star game, and then we'll stick around for the second half of the game. So that's something special to look forward to only on the No Dunks YouTube channel. Well, actually, if it's good enough, we'll turn it into a podcast. We did say, right, JD? But we'll figure that out when we get there, when we cross that bridge. JD, that was for you. Um, what was I going to say, though? Oh, yeah, we're taking a couple days off next week. Obviously, no basketball. So, I don't know. We usually do beach stepping on Wednesday. Is that pushed to later in the week? Or maybe we'll just, you know, do it the following week after that. Get your questions and your comments in regardless. And finally, immaculate items always available at nodunks.com, including two new designs, oh. which we hit, you with, uh, we hit you with yesterday at the end of the show. I didn't even know they were up live on the site. But uh, got the Top Shot Hot Boys merch. That's just dropped. And then the big beef. And of course, what happens? We drop a big beef t-shirt and some big beef was dropped or picked up last night or eaten or whatever we call it. In the <laughs> We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. So yeah, worst of the week. And we've got, uh, of course, tweet of the night. We've got uh, a master class, what I learned this week, always informing you guys uh, what we're up to outside of basketball. Trey's got that this week. But let's start with the big news from last night. LeBron and KD drafting their superstar rosters on TNT. We're going to take a quick look at their squads. The King, he took Giannis first overall and then proceeded to just stack his starting lineup, going with Steph, Luka, and the Joker. Not bad. Uh, his first reserve pick, Damian Lillard, also pretty good. And he picked up a little defense along the way. You see the names at the bottom. I won't read the entire roster for everybody listening to the podcast. You guys are smart enough to go look at it yourselves. KD, meanwhile, he loaded his team with his two Nets teammates, Kyrie and James Harden, and he's got Dwell Embiid, Bradley Beal, and Jason Tatum as his other starters there, along with Kyrie. His bench includes a bunch of bucket getters, as he called them. Um, he's got Devin Booker, Zach Levine. He also snagged Zion Williamson pretty early, so a lot of fun. Uh, the first question, though, before we get into the moments maybe of the draft and some of the storylines coming out of it, who drafted the better team, Trey? Is it obvious? It feels obvious to a lot of people, but what do you think? I'm going to go with the team that is starting five potential MVPs. So, yeah, I'm going with LeBron on this one. The man has two Hall of Famers coming off the bench in Mm -hmm. Damian Lillard and Chris Paul. LeBron has obviously been one of the GMs for every single one of the All-Star drafts, and you can tell that he has a built-in advantage. The guy knows the ins and outs of the game. (laughs) He's even talking about recruiting. He said he wasn't recruiting this year because there are no... Uh, free agents to be amongst uh, the starters, but but there's an Antetokounmpo on the Lakers, and now there's an Antetokounmpo on LeBron's team. So I think my man might be planting some seeds a bit early here. But yeah, I mean, when you look at the starters for LeBron, it that could be the top five in MVP voting this season. I mean, mm. Embiid obviously will be in the mix, but... The other four guys that are there, it's what? LeBron, Curry, Luka, Jokic, and Giannis. I feel like, you know, take any one of those guys out, 
put any of the three of us out there, we're able to score a basket, even if it's in an all-star game, because the passing is going to be ridiculous. They might have to use all 24 seconds on every possession just to show off their cool passes, because as we all know, LeBron's best skill is passing. So it's not a surprise (laughs) that he would have all these incredible passers on his team. But yeah, um, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to literally break down the all-star game. Come on. (laughs) I'm not going to do it to you, Skeets, but LeBron's team has five MVPs starting. Starting. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, and it's, it's, we're not helped out here by no Kevin Durant in the actual game because he's not going to be playing despite obviously drafting his team. So you're immediately like, whoa, you look at the two rosters, the two starting fives. You're like, oh, that's not fair. That's pretty lopsided. But yep, LeBron's uh, got experience with this, Lily. He had a plan. He talked about it. He executed it. Durant, I think, has the edge in total points and three-point shooting when it comes mm. to the rosters. But... LeBron's basically got the edge basically in every other statistical category. So, Lee, uh, do you also agree with Trey and about 99% of the internet that uh, LeBron on paper, at least, has the better All-Star team? Maybe maybe the best we've ever seen, if we're being yeah. honest. I mean, the All-Star game is about offense. We know that. They don't play a lot of defense. But just look at that defensive roster as well that LeBron has, starting with Giannis, yes. Defensive Player of the Year. LeBron, you know, if he chooses to. Then you've got Jalen Brown, Paul George, Gobert's probably going to win defensive player of the year. Ben Simmons could be defensive player of the year. Chris Paul can be a great defender yeah, as well. Yeah. So as far as, you know, again, no one's LeBron's got there. options. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying no one's going out there to, you know, like clamp down, lock these guys up. But if it gets close, they've mm-hmm. just got a, a roster there of, you know, eight to 10 of those guys are incredible defenders as well. So I, I just think they have the edge in both categories in that respect. But it's an all-star game. Who knows how this is going to go? And of course, with the Elam ending there as well, it's not necessarily about just uh, the first three quarters. It's it's what happens there in that last quarter. So right. um, it, it doesn't, you know, I think LeBron, yes, his team should be the favorite, but, uh, you know, uh, it, this is not going to be a blowout, I don't think. I think it's going to be fairly close <laughs> because, uh, you know, they tend to be, and that's what yeah. the NBA has certainly tried to, to, you know, make it in the last couple of years is like, because, uh, you know, for, for so many years there, it was just boring. There was no competition. Now we are seeing a little bit of competition. And uh, again, I think that Elam ending at least makes it that fourth quarter should be exciting. So when you look at Team LeBron's options that he has got uh, perimeter and interior defenders there, it's pretty good. It's pretty Mm -hmm. deep. Yeah, look, I'll try to make a case for uh, Team Durant here. A couple of things. Maybe they have too many good passers on LeBron's <laughs> team. There might, you know, seriously, as Tass always says it, right? It's uh, they're they're too unselfish. They'll just keep trying to find the pass and the best uh, assist here. It's like somebody's got to take the shot. I'm just kidding a little bit, but of the four first-time All Stars. Team Durant has three of them. Does that mean anything? You know, you get these guys in there for the first one. They really want to impress the other All-Stars. They want to put on a show. And I'm talking about Zach Levine, your boy there, TK, Julius Randle, and Zion Williamson. Um, so only LeBron, who does that leave? I believe Jalen Brown mm-hmm. uh, as the first-time All-Stars. So maybe there's something there. Uh, or maybe that backfires and, you know, they're, they're, they're all nervous or something like that. Unlikely, but... Uh, you know, if you've got the advantage in points and three-point shooting, that's good in an all-star game. That's good. I'll give that to uh, to Durant. And he kept talking up the bucket getter, so maybe he knows something uh, that we don't. Well, let's talk about the moments from the all-star draft. I thought it was awesome overall, guys. I think the biggest storyline coming out of this was, why does everybody hate the Utah Jazz? Um, <laughs> the Jazz with the NBA's best record, 27-9. But there we are at the end of it. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. 
the last two picks in the draft. Uh, it was, you know, it was pretty obvious that they were still there, and that was a little shocking. Again, being on the best team to the point where Chuck and the guys uh, on inside are pointing it out, like, "What's going on here?" And LeBron has to clarify his reasonings why they're still there at the end and he did a brutal job this is LeBron I mean he made it worse LeBron made it 10 times worse and maybe he meant to because it was hilarious if unless you're a Utah Jazz fan I guess but he goes there's no slander to the Utah Jazz good start you've got to understand just like in video games growing up we never played with Utah as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton was we would never pick those guys in video games what? Holy moly, that sort of came out of left field. Like that that reason there, Lily. Um, but jazz fans are pissed, obviously. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, I mean, it is a little, look, a little weird. I, I If I'm being completely honest, this was done Wednesday before that game against the Sixers too. And before, obviously, the Jazz were complaining about the officiating and all that. It, this happened. This draft actually happened before that, pre-recorded. Um, but were, were you shocked that both jazz guys were last and then LeBron's reasoning and all that? What do you think? Uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, I thought, would have gone a little yeah. bit higher. Um, you know, I understand Rudy not being a sexy pick for an All-Star game, but yeah. uh, but he actually played really well last season in the All-Star game, Rudy Gobert. But, but Lee, numbers. the best part, too, near the end, LeBron, yeah. like three guys are left, right? And he goes, yeah. well, I need some size. Yeah. You're like, okay, so yeah. you got Mitchell. Okay, he's off. And yeah. then you got Sabonis and Gobert. Yeah. And then he goes Sabonis. Now, yeah. not that Sabonis is a small guy, but uh, <laughs> Gobert is bigger. Uh, 6'2", Sabonis, 7'5", Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Oh, Great yeah. line by Shaq or was, uh, Charles. It was like a David Brent moment, though, to sort of say, no no slander. And you're like, okay, he's going to say something nice. And then, and then he just says, uh, yeah, these guys are just like Carl Malone and John Stockton. Yeah. No one wanted to be those he guys. He hates this franchise. <laughs> no one's like them. So you're sort of, you're sort of like, you're waiting for him to just, you know, somehow sexy that up and make it a compliment. Instead, it was, uh, it, it, it was you know... Not a, not an insult, but he certainly seemed to just uh, make it worse by what he said there. But he obviously didn't mean it that way. He was just kind of saying, you know, it's the Jazz. That's all. They're just not a sexy franchise. But, uh, they, you know, I mean, it's Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. It's not Stockton and Malone. I understand <laughs> I understand the Stockton and Malone slander. I completely understand. No one wanted to be those guys. But uh... <laughs> You didn't even pick them, Lee? You're the worst oh, guy I know. Nah. You weren't picking the Jazz and nah, NBA Jam? No, 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 no. no. Oh. I mean, I was not a Carl Malone fan. And, and okay. Stockton, you know, same thing. Like Johnny Stockton was like your dad out there playing. I mean, an incredible career, Hall of Famer, dream team. He's achieved everything except winning the championship. But no one, no one wanted to be John Stockton out on the court, you know. So right. uh, that's just that's just unfortunately the way it is. Even though they were one of the most successful one-two combinations we've ever seen. Right, right. Um, well, how surprised were you, uh, Trey? That uh, again, the the size line there from LeBron. I mean, Vucevic and Sabonis being picked ahead. <laughs> of both of those guys, especially Mitchell. You're right, Rudy Gobert. You're like, okay. Yeah, he's a defensive-minded center. It's like, this is an all-star game. Okay, that one makes sense. Mitchell one's a little weird, right? Mitchell one's a little weird, and maybe that's what LeBron was saying when he said, I need some size. He's knowing Uh, Rudy's dropping to the last one. I can get both of these guys here, and honestly, it's going to pay off for LeBron because Rudy Gobert's the best defender in the game, and they're going to actually matter in the fourth quarter. Watch Rudy Gobert come up with a key block here. But uh, I do like that the Jazz fans are taking things pretty well. Saw this going around on Twitter last night from Panasonic DX4500. It's from uh, the Jazz Reddit. It says, more fuel, man. If you're an elite athlete, you got to take things personally. This second half Jazz team is going to be wild. Fair enough. Okay. We're like the nerdy chick that just got voted prom queen. 
and the hot chicks in the school knock over our tray at the cafeteria and take dirty shits in our backpack. <laughs> what? what? We just gotta come back the next day at school looking fine as f***. Do the star QB on the first day in the car while skipping class. Point is, I want to see the jazz go to the dark side. Yay! Oh my god. Whoa. This is pretty extreme. But uh, honestly, maybe it'll work. Maybe they will... Uh, Obviously, the Jazz are feeling disrespected. Last night, they were pretty clearly disrespected. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, everybody's having a laugh about it, but it's got to be a tough one for the Jazz, especially yeah. for the fans for the past 24 hours. But you know what? They're still sending two guys to the All-Star team. They're still the best team in the league so far. So uh, maybe they're able to keep that chip on their shoulder and put things together in the second half. The last time um, that the Jazz really got trash-talked, they won 20 out of 21 games. So maybe this is going to work out pretty right. nice for them come second half of the season. Right, they also right. have the coach, too. Quinn Snyder's coaching the team there. Well, so, uh, interesting. So does yeah. Quinn Snyder just bench LeBron, or does he play him all 48 minutes? Yeah, I, I, I don't see why he would bench him. Wouldn't he want to just drive LeBron into the ground in yeah. a meaningless game? I sure. mean, he's You're they're right. going to be you know likely have to pass the Lakers if they're going to do anything in the playoffs. So it's like, who cares? Let's put LeBron out there and wear him down as much as possible. Give my guys some rest, unless it's the last minute we need to win the game, and then put Donovan on there and oh, uh, okay. hope he can hit the basket. But Okay, well, Donovan's not on his team, but yeah, go oh, Bear. Oh, sorry, go sorry. Bear. Go yeah. Bear, yeah, yeah. I loved uh, this the entire draft. I love this draft. I mean, it was like, I can't believe we hadn't been doing this for 20 years, right? Could you imagine, like, basically, like, Barkley when he was playing, like, oh, doing this yeah. or something like that? But uh, it's so good. I'm glad we've added this, and it doesn't appear that it's going to go anywhere because these guys, like, seem to have some fun with it. We get these fun storylines out of it. I just liked it. It was a little refreshing having Kevin Durant uh, as, as one of the GMs. You know, we had had, what, Giannis, I guess, the last couple of years uh, with LeBron. Um, Steph, Steph Curry was there and, Ste- the and Steph yeah, yeah. was with LeBron that's correct yeah. too um, so this was uh, I loved it and I thought he was like he was I don't know he was great I thought at first he was keeping it super cash and I was like uh oh are we going to get sort of disgruntled KD here? Like, this is stupid. I don't want to be here. But uh, it was the complete opposite, right, Trey? I mean, he was looking like you in a happy hour uh, with, with, with the Marvin Gaye hat. Yeah, he was chilling, no doubt. Keeping it cash. But dropping zingers and, like, uh, you know, was was taking it as seriously as you can possibly take this thing, which is I think is great. I, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised with uh, him and LeBron going back and forth as the GMs in this. Yeah, and you could tell that they had they both took each other's player a couple of different yes. times. Like, ooh, I wish I could have had that guy. And I also thought KD was pretty magnanimous, considering they spent, I don't know, 10 minutes talking about, when was the last time you were ever picked number two? Um, <laughs> um, hmm, hmm, I can't think of a time. Yeah. I can't, so I don't know. That was very funny to me, hearing all the guys on TNT be like, oh, Who's the guy? Where's that guy that was ever picked before you? Where is he? Greg Oden is probably home watching this NBA draft, but KD was being pretty chill about it. Yeah. It's funny when he was saying, yeah, I was always one of the first couple of guys picked, so <laughs> I thought he did a great job. We also saw his belly for a little bit there. He was just scratching his stomach. He was keeping it cash. That's what you got to do on a Thursday night. I love that clip they showed us, too, actually, of those two guys, LeBron and KD, I think it was the 2010 All Star Game, right? Uh, the one in Dallas, um, in the yeah, in the big uh, in the big Jerry Dome or whatever the heck they call that huge arena. That was a cool clip, Lily, that they showed us uh, of those guys talking, and they talked about like KD being nervous talking to LeBron at the time. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was awesome. 
Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, KD really has become the sort of a godfather figure like though in the NBA, mm. I think, you know, because he was a, a young star on the, those early, early teams in OKC were, were terrible. And now he's just become, uh, you know, a revered figure in the league. He's had, uh, he's been a villain and now he's kind of on the rehab part of his career because, sure. uh, you know, I mean, he, he did something that is hard to sort of overlook at, at, and think that, you know, that won't be mentioned for the rest of his career, but he won the championships and now he needs that one in Brooklyn, I think, and then all of a sudden all that other stuff goes oh, away sure. because uh, that's just the way it goes. I mean, you know, it's like LeBron when he got that one back in Cleveland. It's like we forgive him for going, well, you know, it, some I don't, do. yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't care that he went to Miami and won. I think good on him. He went and won and got the job done, but uh, that's just the way that things get talked about in the NBA world. Well, let's make some uh, All-Star Game MVP predictions because we've talked about all the other events that are going to be happening on Sunday night. We made our picks with a dunk contest, three-point contest, skills challenge even. But uh, All-Star Game MVP, we now know the teams. Trey, get us started. Uh, who are you picking and why? I'm going with Damian Lillard. Okay. The guy has been on fire for the entirety of the season. He's got so many clutch moments. I had some more last night. He's going into the All-Star break on a hot streak, and I like that LeBron drafts him almost every single time. I think this is the third time he's picked Damian Lillard. He always taps at his watch. I thought mm. it was funny last night that he was wearing a watch but didn't tap the watch. <laughs> yes. Tapped his wrist right next to it, didn't want to smear the bezel. I don't blame him. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you know, when it comes down to it, in the fourth quarter, they got to play the Elam ending, which means it's probably going to come down to a last-second shot. Damian Lillard has hit a lot of them so far this year. Hook him up. Yeah, okay, I like that. When I try and make these picks, I do like to look at the the guys, obviously, playing in the game. That's a good start. But figure <laughs> out who the best player in the league is, career-wise, that has never won an All-Star Game MVP. I think there's something to that. I think Lillard is on that list is what I'm getting at. I think Curry is on that list. I think Giannis is there. And I would say James Harden is there. Um, those four guys jump out at me. As guys, again, their career, the level, their Hall of Fame locks um, that don't have an All-Star Game MVP. Because eventually, like, I mean, even Wade talked about it. Like, the best of the best usually go and get one of these. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. It's sort of cool. And, and some of them get more, obviously, like in LeBron and KD's got a couple and all that. So I'm torn. I mean, it feels like, to me, there's potential there for a Curry. Uh, if, I, if I'm uh, just going with my gut. But my heart says Devin Booker. <laughs> which is a wild card of a pick. Now, I thought LeBron was going to get Booker, but Katie snatched him. And I think LeBron was like, oh, ow. I thought he might still be there. I thought I could get him a round or two later. Um, and I'm taking the Booker being sort of like pissed off that he wasn't selected initially. His team is rolling. I think that team is flying under the radar in the Suns. The guy can catch fire. Um, yeah. And it seems like the other guys in the league love Devin Booker too. So I could see them sort of feeding him if he's got a couple threes going. Tough for a guy to come off the bench and win MVP, right, Lily? Last one to do it, you said, was like, was it Tom Chambers? Back well, he, no, he was uh, the Oh, the injury replacement, yes. excuse me. So guys have come yes. off the bench. You're right. Yeah, I think true. Westbrook, I think Westbrook came yeah. off the bench. He won two in a row. I think the second one he came off the bench. Right, right, right. Uh, and there are other yeah. guys. Glenn Rice, uh, he obviously. Yeah, came off I think the bench that's and stuff right. Yeah. Like that. But uh, yeah. I'm going to go Booker, though it feels like I love the Lillard pick. And like, again, one of those guys that doesn't have one that are elite players, 
it's probably their year, but I'll go Booker. Who you got, Lily? Well, Booker would be like Tom Chambers, being the replacement player if he was to go on and win MVP, because that's uh, Tom Chambers is still the only player who has done that in 1987, and he started. So Booker would actually be the first coming off the bench as a replacement player mm. if he was to do that. So there's some history there for Devin. Um, yeah, I uh, I think, though, the MVP is going to come from the winning team, and I think just the LeBron team is the stronger team and okay. is likely to win this game. Um, and I sort of look, who, who's the sort of guy who just can't really slow down, who doesn't have that second gear who just plays every game like it's his last and I I sort of just think Giannis is going to do it this season I think he's starting so he's going to be able to go inside and score pretty easily he might hit a couple of threes he can play defense I don't know if that comes into it or not but (laughs) I think because I think team LeBron wins Giannis is a starter he can just he can just go out there and get 35 points pretty easily so uh, I will take Giannis in this one Okay, good pick. Um, I will say with Harden is interesting. I really thought twice about taking him because usually I would never touch Harden in an All-Star game because that guy has way too much fun at All-Star weekend and couldn't care at all about the game come Sunday night, if you know what I'm talking about. Different times here, though. In theory, James Harden will not be out partying uh, at the strip club. <laughs> In theory. <laughs> In theory. <laughs> so, the guy is best friends with Lil Baby. So yeah. Lil Baby's from Atlanta. He went to Atlanta to party <laughs> I know, at the beginning but, of the season. Look, he's here and you don't think he's gonna? He's gonna get suspended know, again then. He's gonna get fined again. Eh, he may, maybe he, he will, would. But, uh, oh, he'd get fined again if these guys oh, are, for sure. are, are seen at a strip club. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I remember, was it 2017 All-Star Game was in New Orleans? Or maybe it was 2018. I don't know. Whatever the one Anthony Davis 2017 won. was New Orleans. Oh, yeah, okay. 2018 yeah. was LA. Yeah. Okay, so we we came in backstage for whatever reason. We saw Harden walking around back there. I went up to him and like, hey, man, you going to win MVP? He's like, no. No. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm definitely not going to. Have a good day. I was like, all right, cool. Anthony Davis went out and had 52. He won MVP. So that was the last time I was like, I wonder if James Harden will ever win an all-star MVP. Maybe he will if he makes 10 threes or something like that. I don't think it's high on his list right now. No, I don't, but you get my reasoning, right? If he actually is following protocol and he's uh, not out all weekend partying, if, 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 big ifs, uh, then maybe, you know, he's incredible. And like you said, he could pour in 40 to 50 with his, in his sleep and all the assists he would rack up too. I think he's a bit of a wild card. I don't have the, uh, I don't know the odds. I don't got BetMGM open in front of me, but that's, uh, he's he's my wild card pick, James Harden. But what's more likely than he wins all-star game MVP or a video is released online, <laughs> you know, of some sort of uh, him in the club. Probably that one, I guess. I don't know. That's Hopefully tough. not. Hopefully not. Let's hear from you guys. All-Star Game MVP predictions. Or which team do you like more to let us know in the YouTube comments or the stream team or tweet at us at no dunk sake. Okay, let's play a little What You Got. 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 Yeah, a little What You Got. Just a a little creative way to touch on some of the games last night as we now head into the All-Star break. A couple games I'm wrapping together here. Jimmy Butler, he took over late. Heat defeated the Pelicans on TNT, 103-93. Jason Tatum scored 27 uh, as the Celtics outlasted the depleted Raptors, uh, 132-125. Decent fight there from the Raps, but came up short. And the Bucks sneaked past the Grizzlies by one. Entertaining game. We know the Nets and the Sixers are still the two best teams in the East, but Trey... I'm going to start with you. Who do you have more faith in in making a deep playoff run? The Heat, the Celtics, or the Bucks? All three of those teams, of course, winning last night. What you got? 
For me, it's got to be the Miami Heat, and it's just because of Jimmy Butler, honestly. We all kind of thought they would turn for the better once Jimmy Butler was able to string some games together, and that's exactly what happened. What has happened. He's played 22 games this season. The Miami Heat are 14-8 and eight in those games. That would be equivalent to the third-best record in the Eastern Conference if he were playing for the entirety of the season. Now we know every single team has had to deal with COVID protocols and injuries this season, so I can't really hold it against them, but... When it comes down to it, I think Jimmy Butler is the best playoff player on any of these three teams that we're talking about, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Heat, because he can get to the rim when he needs to. He can hit an outside jumper when he needs to. He can draw uh, free throws, get to the foul line when he needs to, and those are three efficient ways to score. He obviously brings it defensively on the other end. We saw last night just making clutch play after clutch play after clutch play down the stretch. That's what you get from Jimmy Butler, not to mention I think the Heat have the best coach of these three teams. They've got a lot of versatility and they've got the mentality for it. They're really able to buckle down as we saw in the bubble last year. Everybody was saying that was kind of the perfect scenario for them where you're just there. All you can do is play basketball. Doesn't feel like the Bucks have a lot of moves to make. They might be able to make some moves around the margin where the Miami Heat could swing something a little bit bigger here. It feels like the Celtics, they're going to be adding marginal rotation pieces as well. But the Heat could significantly improve, not to mention the improvements they've already seen, seeing Jimmy Butler get back to his all-star caliber kind of player self. Goes with the Miami Heat. It's a tough one, Lily. Um, where, where are you leaning in this pick? Again, it's sort of like, I guess, it all depends, of course, on matchups and stuff like that, and that's yeah. way too early for that. But who do you have more faith in of these three teams, Heat, Celtics, yeah. or Bucks? I, I mean, I think Trey's right that in the playoffs, I think Jimmy Butler proved last season in the bubble by beating both of these teams that he was the best playoff performer. Mm-hmm. Giannis, I think, is you know, the best player, most athletic, youngest in his prime, all those sorts of things. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's a different game. And Jimmy, I mean, they basically swept the Bucks. I know it went to five games in the end, but but uh, eventually, you know, really... Giannis the, the, was injured as that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can say that, but let's, you know, he, he, he got injured, but that series was over, really. Uh, and mm-hmm. then against the Celtics, that went to six games. And it was also a playoff type of style where it was like grind those victories out. Again, I think the Celtics had a very good team. They were well coached, all those things, but Jimmy kind of has like stepped up his game. So I think I think based on recent history, I, I also go with the Heat. Um, okay. It should be the Bucks. It should be because I think overall they probably have the better team. But uh, it's just shown that in the playoffs it's a different game and you have to step it up. And you know I think Giannis will get there in the end. It t- a lot of players throughout NBA history have taken some time in, in to figure it out in the postseason. So I think he's still got so much time to do it and get it right and learning by watching and playing against guys like Jimmy of how to win. But I think for this season, when they're at full strength, that Miami Heat team is just such a, a tough out both ends of the floor. So I also choose the Heat. It's pretty crazy to think those three teams I just gave you. One of them is likely losing in the first round. And wow, that'll be a yeah. disappointment for any of those three teams. Uh, I, guess, I mean, I guess they all, in theory, could win um, if they don't match up with each other. But it's very possible that one of those teams does not get out of the first round. All right, moving on. Damian Lillard, 44 points, including 10 straight down the stretch. He gave the Blazers a 123-119 victory over the Kings. And then Drew Holiday had a baseline jumper with two seconds left to give the Bucks that victory over the Grizzlies that I said one point game uh this th- this this one was fun they exchanged leads like five times in the final minute but the question is here though what you got more cold-blooded last night game time you know Lillard threes hitting all those uh big shots late or Drew Holiday's game-winning jumper um going the other way after John Moran had scored Trey what you got 
I'm going with Dame. I mean, they beat the Kings in a close game. Not anything special, but the Kings were up by five with 350 left. Like you said, Skeets, Lillard scores 10 straight, a jumper, a layup, a couple of threes. They got a five-point lead just like that. The Blazers are suddenly having their best start after 35 games since 2015. And the reason Lillard is the choice here for me is that it's just another MVP performance that we see from all these players, you know? Every single night, it feels like something. This has got to be one of the better races that we've had going yeah. into the All-Star break for players who could win the MVP because, you know, Lillard has really been carrying this team. They haven't taken a step back at all since Nurkic and um, since Nurkic and McCollum both went down. But, I mean, Lillard right now is in the top five on Basketball References uh, MVP tracker with Jokic, Harden, Embiid, Giannis, and then Damian Lillard is coming in at number five, which seems incredibly low to me considering we've talked about him so many times we've seen so many clutch performances from him that's just how good the mvp field is right now once it feels like somebody's starting to run away with it somebody else comes charging back so another one by damian lillard last night keeping his name in the mix great stuff lee what do you think i mean drew had the game winner here but trey's making a great case for what he did taking over more cold-blooded yeah well i uh, actually tweeted it just out this morning about uh, damian lillard in, according to NBA.com, in the clutch this season, he's played mm-hmm. 71 minutes. He's scored 104 points. He's 31 for 49 on field goals at 63%, 14 for 24 on threes at 58%. Perfect at the free throw line, 28 for 28. He's a plus 42, and the Blazers are 14 and 5 in those games. So that's a five-point game within the final five minutes of the game. That's what I believe, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, they may not have actually even updated from last night. Sometimes they do take a day or so, but it just shows that you know when it does uh, get to that, that time of the game, Lillard just performs and delivers and raises his game. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Holiday hit a nice shot. That was Lil- nice. Lil- Lillard, that was hit nice. Like, Lillard hit like four last night, though, as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's hard to knock that. But I will also give Ja Morant credit for putting oh, the Grizzlies ahead. That was a wicked basket. And he drove inside. You know, for a young player to have that composure and go in and make that play, I thought was incredible. So great uh, job there by him. But, yeah, Drew Holiday was one of those make-or-miss league shots. It's like, you miss that? And the Bucks lose to the Grizzlies, most likely. Instead, he makes it, they win, and it's like the Bucks win as they should have against the mm-hmm. Grizzlies. So, uh, you know, he took it. He, that's what they got him for. Right? He's a leader. He's a veteran. They need to be able to trust someone to take a shot in uh, in the clutch moment, and he did, and he delivered. So good on him. But, I mean, Lillard just uh, – it, it seems to almost happen every other game with Lillard now. It's like yeah. late – Back-to-back nights. Yeah, and he's and it's, you know, it's more than one shot now. He's doing it like in the last two or three minutes where he's hitting those shots. So he's, I'll he's never getting more. He's getting more and more like – like intense too Are you noticing yeah. this like after all, all these shots like i i know this is sort of his thing he's sometimes of course pointing at the watch it's game time but like he's now almost having like no reaction and it's starting <laughs> to get a little creepy like he hits these like huge threes and just like just walks back to the bench like he's just so pissed off well, he's like, probably sick like, of it he's like you know? offended that uh people are even out there on the court while he's shooting <laughs> It's crazy. What were you saying, Lee? Oh, he's just so bored with it now. He does it every single wow. game. It's like, how can he get excited? It's like he's it's like he's going to work, you know? It's like what yeah. anyone says. Like mm-hmm. when it, when a job sort of becomes less fun and it becomes just like a job, you know, it shows in that. But uh, no, he's great. And uh, hopefully we get uh, CJ McCollum and, and Nurkic back too here soon for the Blazers. Yeah. I don't think they need Nurkic if we're being honest because it wasn't just Lillard putting in work last oh. night. Terry Stotts said the team struggled to rebound. I disagree because Ennis Cantor <laughs> did his part. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Ennis Cantor had 21 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. 
That's a triple B. A big blazer beef. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely love watching these highlights of a guy rebounding. It's uh, it's killing me. I love it, Trey. That's right. Go get your big beef t-shirt. Nodunks.com or breakingtea.com slash nodunks. Big beef. Roast beef. Equals rebounds. Yeah, this was a great one from Cantor. Cantor is one of the funniest uh, beefs to watch. He's tied with Andre Drummond now for most beefs in the league mm-hmm. at three. And like you're seeing in those ones, Skeets, there are a lot where the ball is just slap, slap, slapping around. But biggest guy on the court happens to be there. Cantor's actually been pretty solid for the Blazers. Yeah. Remember, once uh, Nurkic went down, we started talking, what are they going to do? Are they going to roll with Harry Giles here? Are they just going to go with Cantor? Maybe bring somebody in? Pretty much have just gone with Cantor in. The pressure he puts on the rim as an offensive rebounder, it certainly matters for the Blazers. He's going to give some points back on the defensive end, but he's also going to be slapping the ball away sometimes in the middle of the lane. The vegan beef for yeah. Cantor. That's oh, right. God, I love it. So that's what? Three you said for him and Drummond? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly wow. right. Wow. Three. And we almost had uh, Kyle Lowry get some applesauce last night. He had 19 mm-hmm. assists in the Raptors' loss to the Celtics. All right. Great, great. Final one. Julius Randle. He capped off his incredible first half uh, of this year with 27 points, 16 boards, 7 assists, sending the Knicks into the break with a winning record after a 10-point victory over the Pistons. So New York has improved to 19-18 and 18 under Tibbs. And then later in the night, the Suns cruised past the shorthanded Warriors, 120-98. Phoenix's 16th win in their last 19 games. I swear this is flying under the radar. Uh, they enter the break 24-11. and 11. Suns are in second place in the West. I mean, it's Jazz. And then it's the Suns, and then I've obviously got the two L.A. teams. So, Lee, I'll ask it like this. More surprising team at the halfway mark. Is it the Knicks being above 500, or is it the Suns being, you know, pretty pretty special here in the Western Conference sitting at second? What you got? The Suns have the second best record in the league. In the league, which, yes. which is Which is really incredible when you think about it like that. And they have the eighth best offense, but the third best defense. So... That just shows you they're doing it. Now, I know those numbers do move around. We know the Mavericks were in there at second best defense for a while. So it does chop and change. But the Suns are getting it done. And they really are. Like, I wondered if they could finish in the top four. Right now, where things are going, you think, like, that has to be their goal going into the second half of the season. Because I think they can achieve that if they keep it up. They're playing well. Monty Williams has done a great job. Chris Paul, obviously, his experience and his leadership there is really paying off. Booker, you know, after a bit of a slow start, has started to get it together. And if they can get just a little more out of DeAndre Ayton as well, uh, I think they really can make a strong push in the second half of the season. It is incredible that the Knicks are over 500, but I would have said uh, it's way more unlikely coming into the season that the Suns would have the second best record at this point of the season than the Knicks being over 500. So I'll take the Suns. I just think uh, it's been a, a masterful job out there by everyone involved. Trey, where do you go? Knicks or Suns? More surprising here at the halfway mark. I'm going with the Knicks, just because you can make a case for the Suns. You say they got an all-star in Devin Booker. They added a Hall of Famer in Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. They've got a recent number one draft pick. That's the start of a good team. When the Knicks were coming into this season, a lot of people were worried that Tom Thibodeau was their coach and he's going to play their young players too much and it wasn't going to work out. Well, they were right. He's playing their young players a ton. But it's working out. These are mostly players who not a lot of... uh, 
A lot of fans had high on the list. You know, Julius Randle was a guy who bounced around the league. Now he's an all-star. Emmanuel quickly was the Knicks' second draft pick this year. And now he's become the best float guy in the NBA. Knicks fans love him. Um, Derek Rose, that move was kind of panned when it happened, saying, why are you doing this? You're going to bury Emmanuel quickly. We're going to end up playing Alfred Payton and Derek Rose. That move has worked out. Everything is going well for the Knicks right now, which is a huge surprise. Yeah, it's uh, this is a tough one. I'm glad uh, I, I sort of threw this one at you guys. I like that you're both taking opposite sides because I think you can make the case, as you guys did, for uh, either of these being big, big surprises. I think I lean Suns just with the elite record compared to the Knicks. And only I think I'm holding... What I'm holding against the Knicks is it feels like every team in the Eastern Conference is one or two games from 500. Um, and, and, you know, the Knicks are right there and, and, and kudos to them. They've surprised me. I didn't think they'd be that high. Uh, but here they are. Obviously, if the playoffs started today, they're in there without a doubt. And they're, uh, what would they be? Like the fifth seed right now? Something like that. So, yeah, tough one. You can't go wrong. But uh, it's like the it's this is like the early 90s with the Knicks and Suns being good uh, <laughs> and being both solid teams here. So hopefully this continues in the second half. I think the Knicks have a very difficult second half of the season. I know everybody is with the, uh, obviously, the uh, condensed schedule and all that. But I think they have a tough strength of schedule. Um, if Schumann's in here, I don't know if he's awake. So you said about those stats updating, Lee. Uh, that's Schumann's job. At the end of every night, he actually has to go in and manually yeah. put them into NBA.com slash stats. So, so that's why it sometimes takes to the morning. Yeah. But, well, I, yeah. tweet, I, I said something once and he said uh, those stats are like a couple of weeks old or something. I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe they I mean, I understand they don't necessarily update immediately. Oh, I think they're pretty but, quick over there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope so. I hope so, Schumes, You know. Yeah, and, but, I, and just to, uh, I don't want to push back on you, you said like, when you're talking about the defensive efficiency with the Suns being really good, and then you brought in the Mavs and like how they were good early. I mean, again, that was like that was like five games into the season. Oh, the Mavericks no, it was a bit like, further than that. It was a was bit further it? than that. Yeah, okay. it was a week was, or two into the season, Lee, when the Mavs were like an elite uh, defensive team. I'm just I, saying, I'm no, I'm giving the Suns credit here. You know, we're 35 games in. I mean, yeah, it's, I know. it's for real as much as it can be for real. I think. But those defensive ratings as well, like the the margin between. Team say two and team eight can sometimes only be like a point and a half as well. It can be. Oh, uh, of course, it, it can, can change can quickly. Very, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. the Suns have the Suns have clearly improved uh, on both ends of the floor, and uh, they they you know it's it's they they look a little bit like you know this is a team that could stay in the top four. I expect a yeah. bit like the Jazz, they'll hit a bit of a bump in the road at some point, but uh, so far everything has gone to plan for them because this was a playoffs or bust season for them mm-hmm. and, and and surely from here they're not going to uh, miss the playoffs anyway I mean Devin Booker I think the most games he's ever won in his career was down in the bubble was like 32 well he's got 24 or something already now right, so right. Uh, surely he's going to get uh, finally reach that goal of making the playoffs and win you know more than 40 games it will be interesting with both of these teams when we get into the second half other teams taking them more seriously when they come in to play them. Right? Yeah. That, we, we see that happen a lot. We're like, oh, wow, yeah, the Suns are good. We better uh, have a game plan here and figure out how we're going to try and slow them. And, you know, same for the Knicks even a little bit. Like, let's figure out a way where we can try to beat them. I think the Knicks have been oddly favored too by teams like shooting like crap from three-point distance against them. Um, uh, I think I either heard another podcast say that or I saw it in a tweet. I mean, I really should do my uh, homework <laughs> it's here. Hard, just, man. I mean, it's, I can't keep track of everything, but I'm pretty sure like they've been they've been fortunate for like <laughs> open shot three point shooters just to like have a weird season where they're missing more than they're making. But mm. we'll see if they can keep it up. Okay, that was us touching on last night's game. As we head into the All Star break, we're gonna get to worst of the week. We got Five Star Friday. We got so much more. But first, quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. It's time for Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. So, yeah, uh, uh, Tass sent in his... Uh, <laughs> I'm just... I'm stalling here because I need to find it. Here it is. We didn't, we didn't go over this. I didn't know if I was coming off yeah. of that. I didn't know if it was going to roll right into Tass. I didn't know if you were going to set what it up. I, okay. What I should have done was just taken the the worst intro and stuck it right yes. onto the thing. But, uh, you know, hindsight 2020. So here is Tass's worst of the week. This week's worst of the week is two of our very own. I hate to do it. But this week's dishonor goes to Trey Kirby and J.E. Skeets, otherwise known as the Top Shot Hot Boys. Every week, these guys talk about the new trend, Top Shot. Everybody buying these virtual cards. But this week, the week we produced a Top Shot Hot Boys t-shirt, you guys didn't make a show. Give me the content. I want to know about something I don't understand. I want weekly content from the Hot Boys. And I wasn't the only one who noticed Sam, you know, no longtime fan of no dunks wants the content as well. He tweeted about it. Where are the hot boys? Huh? What's the excuse? Hot boys. You're too busy on ESPN hoop streams. We're talking to Roz Gold on Wu Day about what the hell is going on with Top Shot. Well, tell us. We want to know about it, too, because we don't understand. And we won't understand. Let's talk about it more. Hot boys. (laughs) Oh, it sucks, man. It sucks to be worst of the week. My <laughs> heart. Hey, hey, hey. My heart. Hey, hey. The week's not over, big guy. Oh, interesting. The week's you not over that. yet. And uh, you want to talk about worst of the week. How about mailing in that worst of the week? <laughs> yeah, no. There's like 10 other things we could talk about. Actual worst of the week. So Tess is going to go on us. It's going to pile on us. We're not doing the content. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, sorry. We did. Uh, there was a lot going on. We didn't get it to a Top Shot Hot Boy. But don't worry. Maybe some things are in store uh, a little bit later. Either today or maybe even this weekend. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Um... Yeah, wow. Okay, how, how do you feel about that, Trey? That that hurts, eh? I mean, he's right. We earned it. We earned wow. it this week, but like you're saying, Skeets, the week is not over. Um, but, ugh, it really do be like that sometimes. I feel like John Starks. My heart is just crushed. Crushed. I'm feeling the worst I have this week. I think what happened there is there were so many nominees for actually worst of the week that Tass is like, ah, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to swerve here and just throw mm-hmm. it on TK and and, uh, and Skeets, the Top Shot Hot Boys. But nice uh, t-shirt plug there. Go to nodunks.com. <laughs> nice. Grab your gear. Uh, Lee, is there anyone in the NBA world from this week that you actually would give it to that, that jumped out at you? Worst of the week. Yeah. Um... Well, like, I funny. mean, Shaq was a popular one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, there was a lot was, of nominees for Shaq. Yeah, that and that was a great one there because Candace um, Parker, yeah. because Candace Parker is uh, a great basketball player and a fantastic analyst as well, and she is so comfortable up there at the big desk, 
And she wasn't being in any way disrespectful or rude or, or patronizing to Shaq. She was just kind of explaining the way it was. And Shaq just seemed to be, I'm Shaq. I'm right. I don't care. I've got four championships. I'm an MVP and a Hall of Famer. And I'm not listening to anybody. And he came off like an ass. He did. He really did. And um, that's what I think was great. That Candace is just like, all right. I mean, I, I can't really explain it to you if you don't want to hear what I'm saying. And uh, Shaq <laughs> didn't seem to want to hear it. So, right. you know, but... That's the way it goes, you know, with the uh, with the older guys. Sometimes we see that uh, that sort of approach. But look, Shaq's a great guy. He's entertaining. He's funny. But uh, in that particular moment, he didn't. It wasn't the best reflection of, uh, of of him. Right. Another nominee. I think we could throw out the referees had a had a rough week. Trey. There was a lot of like, what are you doing? What is that call? Why are we looking at that? Why are you not overturning that? Why are you ejecting that guy? I mean. Like, off the top of my head, there's, like, three or four instances, right? So maybe we just give the officials worst of the week, too. Yeah, but if we start giving the officials worst of the week, we're just going to have to give it to them every week because they're yeah. always the worst. But, yeah, this was a bad one. Uh, a lot of eyes on the refs uh, this week in particular. Um, another one I saw that was a good worst of the week was the Rockets fan who ordered a Jay Sean Tate jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. weeks for it to come in. It shows up and it says orchids. <laughs> <laughs> Love flowers, love to grow orchids. Not a big fan of the Houston orchids, unfortunately. <laughs> That's how they're playing. Right yeah. Now, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there's lots out there. Uh, let us know who else you would have for Worst of the Week. I think uh, another one I just popped in my mind, actually, before we move on. I can't stand these. Uh, I'm not going to name their names. Some of these uh, analysts on some of the other networks. Suddenly, like, just driving home this narrative of, like, the New York Knicks should go get X, you know, superstar X, Devin Booker, uh, Damian Lillard. And it's like, what the hell are we talking about? Why are they doing that? Especially with the Knicks being good. And then they're like, well, yeah, let's go get him or him. It's like, there's, it's so weird to me, especially if you're a fan of the Suns and Booker finally winning, finally having success. Uh, Damian Lillard doing what he's doing in Portland. It's just like, I mean, it's, you know who I'm talking about. People are saying drop their names. I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith and like Jay Williams. Who the f- do you think I'm talking about? Um, but it's ridiculous. It's like, I, I hate it. I hate that. I mean, I get being a fan. Like, I'm wearing a We the No Dunk shirt. I'm a Raptors fan. But you don't hear me going, oh, Raptors should just go trade for Damian Lillard. Yeah, no shit. You'd like that as a fan. But, like, come on, man. Step back a little bit and let them enjoy their success, what they're doing right now in some of their other markets. I just find that so weird, especially when the Knicks are good and we're talking about them and they have an all-star in Randall. Why don't you talk about him and actually watch them play and, and compliment them? I find that so weird. I don't think it's good for the league, personally, Trey. I'm with you, Temper Boy. It's very infuriating yeah. <laughs> that they're always like, we got to get these stars out of the small markets into the big markets. New York and L.A. Where are the Bulls, man? Come on, yeah. if we're going to be getting players to some big markets, let's get them to Chicago, because then I will 100% support it. But if it's sure. uh, getting them to the Knicks, the Lakers, or the Clippers, no way. Right, right. Okay, so who do we miss? Uh, who Tass miss? Worst of the week? Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the stream team and uh, tweet at us. At No Dunks Inc. Lily, you're laughing. That means you read a funny tweet. What do you got? <laughs> no, it's, uh, have you seen that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where, uh, where Larry goes to see a psychiatrist who charges him for like a phone call for an entire hour? And okay. the guy's like, uh, he's like, did you charge me for a whole hour? And he goes, yes. Well, uh, let me explain to you. Some of my clients, I'm not going to reveal who he was, but he's a well-known international uh, movie director, and he did direct Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did do that a little bit. I could have just said the name. I don't know why. I saw the comment. That's what triggered me. Yeah. No, but but I will say, like I'm I, holding back. Oh my god. 
I will say you're right in the sense that, like, you know, the Knicks are no longer that, like, you must go and play for the Knicks if you want to get that sort of publicity or be on that platform. It's not like that anymore. You know, you, right. you can you can be a star in any market if you uh, if you play well and you've got the right marketing behind you. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, this sort of, like, feeling that, like, the Knicks deserve to get these star players yeah. now that they're, yeah. you know, now that they're playing well is, is, is ridiculous, you know, yeah. so. All right. Let's uh let's move on from worst of the week. I'm all fired up now, so let's uh let's uh, spin this into a little joy here. It's five star Friday, baby. Five star Friday. First Friday of every month, uh, we will read five five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help us in the rankings. The rankings help us get new listeners. So thank you to everybody who left a five star review recently. We'll start with our first one. Untouchable is the title. <laughs> These guys are so good. I can't listen to any other sports podcast. The right blend of youth and life experience to appeal to anyone. They produce so much content and none of it is filled. Five stars every episode. Nice. The right mm. blend of youth and life experience. Yeah. Honestly, who is bringing the youth here? Yeah, Our second is. review. Classic <laughs> happy hour. Classic something from Mitchie Mayhem. You guys didn't put in a full five hours, but I'll still give it a full five stars. Larfed it up. Matt Austin is making LARF happen. You know, he's yeah. got to be thrilled right now. He's it has pumped. actually caught on a little bit. Um, five stars to that. Yeah. Love to LARF. <laughs> All right, this one is from Johnny Wiss. Johnny Wiss. <laughs> hey, advertisers. This is the only podcast that I listen to the ads in. Why? JD with the stiff delivery. Lee P. Ellis with the chuckling. And Tassie's smooth vibe. Skeetsy brings it like any good buddy. Blank. My next purchase, Magic Spoon. Roman, my dad might call. XOXO, Uncle Whoa. Arctica. <laughs> Roman, my dad might what call. What do you mean stiff delivery? Well, Jeez. Yeah, stiff delivery on your Roman ad reads. Yeah, I guess I got to lay off the Roman when I'm reading ads. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you right. say good buddy blank? Because I say good, my good buddy. Yeah, dog, I think Grish. My good yeah. buddy Grish. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. My buddy, I think he's maybe what he meant there. But yeah. anyway, we got it. We can figure it out. Yeah, there's nothing good about my buddy, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. You guys are the best. This is from Smith Evo 3 Never really watched sports because it wasn't my thing. I stumbled across your podcast, and I would just listen because you guys were just really funny. Especially Lee. That guy is an international sensation, like Shakira, but not as pretty. (laughs) What a compliment that is. That is a compliment. (laughs) That's a compliment. Just from listening to you guys, I have become fans of the NBA and actually enjoy basketball. Now, the best part is I can talk sports with my dad, who is a big sports fan. It's nice being able to connect with my dad more. Thanks for the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you think Smith ever told his dad about the leapy? <laughs> hey, Dad, I know you love sports. How about a guy sitting backwards on a toilet? Same thing. Our final one. A no-dunks haiku from Ray in the Monterey Bay. Best pod in the biz, NBA or otherwise. Love you guys. Awesome. Five stars from Ray in the Monterey Bay. Love some poetry. Love a haiku. Had to write a haiku back in like seventh grade once. Uh, it was me and my friend Shane Coos. Um, you and wrote one together? Yeah, yeah. Why did? <laughs> it's like, why did? It's like twelve. It's like what seventeen like, syllables total to two yeah. people. Look, we didn't have a great school. Okay. Um, 
There was a guy. All right, in- you take syllables three, eight, and nine, and I'll take, I'll take from uh, ten to twelve. Oh yeah. All right. We got a terrible grade on it because here was our haiku. It went yeah. something like this: Threw a rabbit in Rusty B's yard. Hope he's not pissed. <laughs> we just we just put a rabbit in somebody's yard and wrote a poem about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> threw it! Like you actually threw the rabbit. <laughs> put Jesus. A- um, hope he's not pissed. Rusty B was Rusty Baker. I think he was the mayor of the town of Plano at the time. Oh. Hope he's not pissed. Never heard back. We got a C plus. Not a great grade. Ooh, yeah. What yeah. haiku is 757, right? Is that it? 575. Hmm. Oh, is it 575? I seven? thought it was 575. Five. I think or it's 575. Five. Oh, okay. I got it backwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. I thought it was 757. Seven. Never mind. That's what? Those? I got a D on that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, haikus are tough. Uh, they make it sound easy because all you got to do is know the syllables, but there's some real craft involved with those. Just like that last review was, that was more than five stars. Wait, no, it was more than five syllables, but it was five stars. That's Five Star Friday. Your five five-star reviews. That might have accidentally been a haiku. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, we'll have to check the tape. Uh, yeah. All right, well, let's uh, let's move to our next segment here. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. We're sticking with TK. It's time for Masterclass, what I learned this week. Haikus. <laughs> what do you got, Trey? What were you learning this week? Well, Skeets, I decided for this week to pick something I know nothing about to see what I could learn. So I watched Frank Gehry teaches design and architecture. You guys big okay. Frank Gehry heads? Yeah. Yes. He's, he's yeah. Canadian, isn't he? I believe uh, he is Canadian-American. He's, um, he yeah. did the Pritzker Pavilion and the Pedestrian Bridge at Millennium Park in Chicago, where yep. the Bean is. And uh, he did the Art Gallery Ontario, right? The AGO yeah. yep. in Toronto. It's a crazy-looking um, building. It's a crazy-looking building, as are most of Frank Gehry's... Uh, Creations. So I watched it to see what I could glean from this man who was at the top of his field, thinking, how can I be like this? And then he flipped it on me. No problem from Frank Gehry. He says, it's not about trying to be like me. It's about trying to be like yourself. Hmm. Great stuff. Be yourself. There's a you that's different from a him or her, and it's worth pursuing because that's where you're strongest. Make sure whatever you do is the best you can do. Great advice from Frank Gehry. Saying, play to your strengths, be yourself, and trust your instincts. I love that kind of stuff. He also talked about how design, how doing creative work is a lot like jazz. He was dropping some Wayne Shorterisms. You can't rehearse what you haven't invented yet. Or, as Mies van der Rohe said, repeat yourself. These are all great lessons in creativity and design, but I just think inspiration, you know, like I'm never going to go design a building. It's very unlikely that I'm going to make a museum at any point, but we all do creative work here. So there's certainly some great lessons to be learned from a guy like Frank Gehry, who's been at the top of this field for a long time. He says you're always creatively blocked if you succumb to it. So forget about it. You don't know what the hell you're doing anyway, so just keep doing what you're doing and you'll figure it out. Great advice from Frank Gehry. That's what I learned this week. I love that. That's actually uh, good advice for everybody with Mm -hmm. Masterclass, I'd even say, because I think you could get caught up in like, well, why would I watch that? I'm not going to build a building, like you said. I have no plans to do that. But you pick up all these like little life nuggets uh, from these masters in their class. So... Good stuff. I like that advice. You just gave me mine for next week. I'll just say that. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Kirby, uh, masterclass and Masterclass. Yeah. yeah, my wife has watched that one as well. She thinks that is incredible. Uh, just uh, it has something to do about the house that he designed as well, isn't it, Trey? Like back in the day, 
Um, I thought it was ahead of its time. I think she was saying something about that. I can't remember exactly. I haven't seen it, but uh, you need to take a masterclass on listening to your wife. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. That is true, actually. Well, we, the great thing about masterclass is you don't have to watch it all the way through. So yeah. I was hopping through from mm. chapter to chapter because you know I'm trying to get the uh, the general advice from Frank Gehry. It yeah. does seem like there are some more stuff where he's talking specifically about design and architecture and actually the inspiration behind some of his creations okay lee have you been to any uh, frank gary's uh buildings museums stuff like that uh he designed the guggenheim uh, in spain i'm not sure mm-hmm. if he did the one in new york but i have been to the guggenheim in new york so uh if he did that one then yes <laughs> yeah all right all right that's fun good uh, answer so possibly um uh, good stuff trey I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night, super simple. Um, giving a shout out again to at graphic underscore Mark because on last night's NBA happy hour, we were sharing a bunch of old photos of Lee and his boys traveling the globe, Big Matt included. We were calling them the snakes. There was 12 of them. They were always taking their shirts <laughs> off at snakes. parties or they were sleeping in places they shouldn't be. It was a blast. <laughs> Go watch and listen to NBA happy hour. But one of the photos that was shared, and we've seen it before, was Lee in his do-rag. <laughs> And I said, with the photo, man, that looks like an incredible cover album. Like, this is Scary Hours 2 to me, really. Um, And I said, put the parental advisory sticker on there. And so Mark Scholl coming through real quick. If you know, you know, as he says. uh, That is from left to right, uh, Lee Ellison, a do-rag. Big Matt with uh, maybe a cup of ice that uh, some woman threw in his cup. And then... uh, uh, well, look, hey, I call him Trig, but some people call him Andy or even yeah. Andrew. I think. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's from uh, Kensington Oval in Barbados, the first day of the test match. And, uh, yeah. And we did learn you were wearing that like all week long, said Big Matt. Like you wore it everywhere. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, so, I, uh, yes I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fascinating decision. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because it's um, you sort of have to learn to tie it properly as well. Like it, it's not like a hat you just put it on and it does it itself. You have to tie it up properly and then keep it tight. And uh, yeah, it was a fun experience. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Well, there it is. That's Leroy there uh, in the do-rag. So go check out the NBA Happy Hour. Thanks to at graphic underscore underscore Mark. The double underscore always catches you by surprise. Okay, pick them results last night. Mm, not good for Lily and I, Leroy. Um, we had the Pelicans to cover. They had to win by four or more. They obviously lost to Jimmy Butler. He, Jimmy played. That was a thing. We didn't know. Is Jimmy going to play? Is Jimmy going to play? He plays. Uh, and Simon Williamson did not. So that didn't hurt. Or that did not help our chances of winning this. So we're one and three. We're in dead last. Tass and Trey running away from us already. Tass is still perfect. 4-0 taking the heat. Trey's 3-1. We're going to go with the All-Star game. No games on tonight. Uh, but we got the line for the All-Star game. It's LeBron versus KD. Team LeBron versus Team, team Durant. LeBron's team favored by 3.5. Um, though they're technically on the road, I guess. <laughs> I think they're wearing the yellow jerseys, too, by the looks of it. By the setup. That's the road jersey, I think huh? LeBron's in yellow and Team Durant is in blue. Um... Tass just told me, I don't think we have a video package of his pick, but uh, Tass said he is taking LeBron. He actually has a, he, he explained in What You Need to Know five reasons why he's taking Team LeBron. Drake included. It was one of his reasons. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and Space Jam. So go check that out. So Tass has Team LeBron by three and a half. Um, Trey, where are you going? Uh, I mean, you really threw me for a loop there, Skeets, when you mentioned that this is a road game for Team LeBron. So I think I'm going to have to go with Team KD here, even though he's not playing. It's an Elam ending. I'm just assuming it's going to be closer at the end, the way it was last year, coming down to kind of the final possession. So give me KD to at least keep it close. Okay, Lee, I mean, that's good reasoning. Do you think this will just be close enough for KD, Team KD, to... To, to you know cover or maybe even win yeah two of the last three years uh it's been three points or less mm. um you know and it's an all-star game honestly like you could set the line at 10 if you want it doesn't really matter but i will take team lebron just because i've picked Giannis to win mvp and uh i mean four points sure. yeah why not sure. yeah. okay sure <laughs> so, so tass and lee taking team lebron to win by four or more i'm siding with tk i'm gonna go with KD. Uh, maybe a part of it because I have Booker as my wild card uh, All-Star Game MVP. So hopefully they keep it close enough. We're split on that one. Let's hear from you guys. Who do you like winning that game? We're going to wrap up the Drop Podcast here. Drap, wrap up another busy week. But before we go, JD, you have the honors, man, to ask some rapid-fire questions. Yeah, the Ringers' Rob Mahoney tweeted an outtake from an article he wrote about how NBA players are expert room service orderers. Apparently, Robin Lopez... Used to absolutely hate beets. Now, he loves them. Sounds like he's warming up to avocados, too. Quote, I'm from California, so it might be kind of surprising, but I always disliked avocados, and I'm starting to kind of get into avocados a little bit. (laughs) Just kind of dipping my toes in, so who knows where I'll be in a year. Guacamole. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) That's where he's headed, for sure. What's something that took you a long time to warm up to? Skeets. Short and sweet here, home ownership, for sure. I did not see myself owning a home. I wanted nothing to do with it. I was perfectly fine thinking I was going to be that weirdo that just rented his entire life. Ah, but of course, Nora, she got me. We eventually uh, got a home almost a year now. Um, wow. Coming up here uh, in April is when we uh, took ownership, so we're getting pretty close. But uh, now, I, now I'm ecstatic. Now I love having a home, love having a yard. Obviously added the dog to the mix. The mm, French but. drain as well. Oh, yeah, yeah the French drain. Now, I'm thinking, now I got big plans for the back. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Might be putting down some stones. Got to get a fire. Whoa. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, I'm all in. But it took me a while. It took me boom, almost 40 years. So, wow. <laughs> but here wow, I am. Congrats. Dipping my toe into home ownership. Dipping your toe. I'll probably buy a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lily. 
a little bit similar here to Robin Lopez when I first started dating my now wife Roxana, who's from Peru. Uh, she started cooking me some traditional Peruvian dishes. One was lomo saltado, which is like a beef stir fry. Another one's uh, ají de gallina, which is like a chicken sort of stewish type one. So steak and chicken to start with, you know, not too bad. Pretty easy mm-hmm. on the old palate. And then she hit me with the ceviche, which is like Ooh. basically a raw fish sort oh, of dish so with. Lime and lemon juice and salt and pepper. Coriander is a big one as well. I was not a big fan of coriander. So I was like, hmm, this one's going to test me. I mean, she softened me up a little bit here with the two really good ones. Now, whenever we go to Lima, I must have uh, ceviche like every second or third day. Oh, it yeah. is incredible. I must have it. <laughs> I must have it. They see you walk in with that do rag and they're like, get the ceviche ready. That guy is I'm telling you, man, when it is done properly, it is just incredibly good. So, mm. ceviche. How are you eating? Do you ever buy it on the street? Like street ceviche? <laughs> street ceviche. No, no I, I, I don't buy too much food on the street down in Lima. Um, I have to be honest, I get treated like royalty down there because now, especially with the kids, so for grandma and the cousins, they're all playing with the kids. We always eat really, really well. I don't have a lot to do down there. I just get to yeah. enjoy myself and eat all the time. So, um, yeah, it's uh, Peruvian food, underrated, under very mm. underrated. Ceviche is good. Are you eating it with chips? Like, what do you eat? Or a fork? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's sometimes... How are, are you getting it in your mouth is what I Sometimes there's chips there, but I do tend to just go with a fork on a plate and just like, everyone leave me alone. I'm just eating. I don't want to talk. I don't want to be social. I just want to enjoy this. No habla ingles. No habla español. No habla. No entiendo. No entiendo. Trey. Uh, for me, it's a weighted blanket. Uh, Laura had a weighted blanket first, um, I don't know, 15 or 12 pounds. And for me, it was it was almost an impediment to cuddling at first because once you put down that uh, the weighted blanket on her side of the bed, it was only covering her side of the bed. So it would kind of like close off her area because it's like it's like a drawbridge, right? Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's so heavy I can't get underneath the sheets to kind of cuddle her. Uh, but you know, we would, uh, I would get under there, get my arms crushed by her tiny little, uh, weighted blanket, cuddle her up. Then we'd go our separate ways for the sleeping of the night. Uh, mm. but she got me my own weighted blanket. Whoa. My birthday, 20 pounds. This thing is heavy. <laughs> Throw it on the bed at two in the morning. Boom. Hop <laughs> underneath. Feels like you're always getting, uh, like, um, like an x-ray at the dentist those things are so heavy but I love the feel of it now sleep so good with a weighted blanket I'm 100% in Mm. aren't you boiling though I mean yeah uh I don't know. I think my basement is cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're in the ground. Um, so for now, I'm fine with it. Will I continue in the summer? Doubtful. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got a weighted blanket. I had a nightmare the first night, like that I was trapped because I just oh, couldn't, couldn't wow. move. Sure, sure. And I was like, what's going on here? Uh, wow. Yeah, couldn't. I, I had stuck it out for a month or so, but then I just got just couldn't stay with it. But maybe I'll bring it back now after your endorsement. I actually didn't uh, realize people slept with them. Yeah, me I actually either. just sort of thought they were like for the couch. You know, I, I hadn't even thought about people actually, yeah, sleeping with them. But I, I get it. People like that cocoon feeling. For yeah, sure. the cocoon feeling. And I think, I don't know, I, I'm a pretty restful sleeper in general. But if you're not a restful sleeper, I yeah. think that the extra weight kind of, you know. Stops you from moving yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. moving a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Uh, this next one's from Dan in Clevedon, England. 
First time, long time. I have been one of the lucky ones who have been able to continue working through the pandemic. Although I really hate working from home, as I'm sure everyone does, it is it has allowed me to finally catch up on your long happy hour episodes on YouTube. My question, what is something you do which you dislike, but at the same time, it means you get to do something you do like? Skeets. Well, sticking with my home ownership theme here, uh, my backyard right now is littered with these sweet gumballs. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like those totally. little, those little uh, like balls that are like super prickly looking. Mm. Um, they're just dangerous because like you can roll an ankle on them like so easily, and they're everywhere because we obviously have a tree here in the backyard. So I, I got tired of it. I want to start, you know, using as the weather has turned here in Atlanta. I want to, of course, start using the backyard more and the back deck. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go rake these. They're a pain in the ass yeah. to rake. Oh, my God. So I found myself basically just getting down on all fours and like, picking them up. <laughs> yeah, my OCD was kicking in, no doubt. Pretty hardcore. But, uh, Crawling around in the backyard. So, I mean, I hated it. I mean, I was doing a number on my back, uh, obviously. And it's a... It's a, it's a <laughs> You know, a boring ass job, but I, I wanted to do it. But the reason I didn't mind it is I love to be outside. I absolutely right. love being outside, especially with the weather right now. So it was like, you know what? This sucks, but I want to get it done. And who cares? Ultimately, I'm outside, sunshine. You know, it's beautiful out. So, yeah. But uh, they're they're a pain in the ass. I I'm, I gotta talk to Felix about some way to to take care of these. Mm. I don't know. Maybe like. Like, they, you know, they come and they blow all the leaves and stuff like that. So I guess you can, theory, in theory, blow them. But they sort of embed themselves yeah. in the ground a yeah. little bit. You need, like, a, a like a lint roller for your lawn. Yeah. Totally. You know, like. Totally, <laughs> man. They're actually sort of fun to put on gloves and pick up because they do start to link together. Mm. Yeah. So you can, like, get a whole bunch in your hand and then, like, uh, you know, throw them into... Uh, Either you can compost them; they take a while to compost. Uh, they're good mulch, though, apparently too. But uh, I just throw them over the fence. Uh, <laughs> oh. Not my neighbor's yard. Oh, yeah, I was gonna fence, say that's what. Yeah, your neighbor's just throwing them straight back over. No, there, no, no, no. I'm talking, <laughs> talking like development land fence. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of gumballs growing out. I'm probably making it worse, actually. I yeah. Don't think about it. Yeah, you're gonna have a million of those trees back there. So. Yeah. Uh, Lee. Yeah, so uh, this quarantine situation has been great because uh, I've been able to spend a whole lot more time with my boys, but there are times where we all get on each other's nerves just a little bit. We need a break. Uh, but also, as a parent, you're always trying to sort of teach your kids sort of basics in life, the fundamentals, the chores, you know, washing of the dishes, you know, the cleaning of your bedroom and doing your laundry. And so often when there's laundry to be done, and we do one big load for both boys, there's a ton up there. So I always say, come on, you boys can learn how to fold your laundry and put it away and all that. But there are times where I say to them, I offer it to them, and I say, do you guys want to come and do your laundry? And they always just either ignore me or just flat out no. <laughs> so I go upstairs and do the laundry by myself. I don't like doing it, but at least I get a little bit of peace mm. and quiet. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you guys don't have to do it today. I'll just do it, and I'll take an hour and a half up here. I might even have a little nap on the bed while I'm up here, but... Uh... <laughs> Dad's been folding for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's very thorough. Yeah. <laughs> Trent. I hate lotion. Lotion sucks to me, but I love swimming. I love sea ball season. Love being out in the sun. Gotta wear sunscreen, so... Unfortunately, gotta lotion up, but I just hate the feel of it on my on my skin. But mm -hmm. specifically, I feel like when I put any sort of lotion on, even if I wash my hands immediately after, 
It feels like I just put lotion on my yeah. hands. I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I like my hands to feel dry. I would rather yeah. them feel almost painfully dry than any sort of lotion on them. Mm, totally, totally. It's okay. a good one. All right, finally, guys, uh, our very first Bean Week is mm, wrapping up. What a success. It's been a smashing success. Yep. Uh, we spread some great bean awareness, and we really didn't mention farts all that much. <laughs> That's amazing restraint on our part, so handshakes all around, guys. But now I feel like we have a bit of trapped wind. So hit me with your best fart story, Skeets. Oh, JD, you did this to yourself, my man, coming up with this question. Uh, mine's very simple. I believe my buddy Dub first witnessed uh, this fart that I executed. I have no idea why to this day that I decided to do it, but I was walking with him. I'm pretty sure it was Dub. Just down the street somewhere, I think it was maybe in Toronto, and I said, hey, watch this. <laughs> Jumped in the air, did a 360 jump fart. And uh, he was impressed. I was impressed. And then I sort of made it my thing. Like, uh, you know, whenever you're out and uh, maybe we're, uh, you know, got a little room to operate and I feel one coming on, I'll do a 360 jump fart. It looks and sounds funny. I don't know how else to explain it. So uh, that's my answer, really. It's your signature fart. It is good. It's my signature fart, for sure. That's great. And the velocity just just spread it around. It's great. Lily? Yeah, I had a couple to choose from. Uh, I'll go <laughs> really? With this. Oh, yeah, go, I'll go with this one. I was uh, I was in London. I was coming home from work on a Friday afternoon. I'd been out on the Thursday <laughs> evening. And I was on the tube, and I was on one of the old tubes in London where they still had the old, uh, old windows that you can open. On the new tubes, you can't really open the windows. Anyway, as I always would do, I'd pick up the evening standard and do the crossword on the way home. And it was summer. And so I started doing the crossword, and I felt a little, uh, you know, gassy so i uh, let one slip out and it must have carried into this uh, into the uh, into the train carriage there because all of a sudden i hear this dad uh just like oh, jesus christ who was that <laughs> and he was looking around and he turned on his own son who was like eight and was that you and he's like no dad and he's like i've told you about that <laughs> And he's like, geez, someone opened the window. <laughs> and I just continued doing my crossword without <laughs> the carnage ensued. And the guy just, like, his son was, like, pleading with his dad. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. His dad would not believe him at all. Wow. Ah, we're in public, you know. <laughs> wow. This is like a next level snow piercer here. <laughs> uh, oh, poor kid. Yeah, oh yeah. God. I mean, I, I sort of wanted to step in, but you know, I was also like, I was also <laughs> like, <laughs> sir, sir. I see you berating your son here, but actually, it was me, the grown man, who farted. <laughs> <laughs> just left that kid, uh, hung him out to dry, man. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I had to sort of see where it was going, really. I mean, I had a long way to go. My stop wasn't for like 10, so I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to have to go through with this with him. The perfect crime, <laughs> farting around a kid. No one yeah. suspects the grown-up. While doing a crossword, you're totally, totally, totally. Oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Trey. Well, I vividly remember my greatest fart from my three friend groups from my life. Uh, one was a Friday in high school, sitting on a desk in Mr. Green's <laughs> class, chatting with the football bros. The loudest fart I've ever had in my life to this day. And I guess that was uh, about 20, 20 years at this point. 
I don't know, just sitting on the desk. It just like mm. reverberated. Exactly, like, oh, exactly. Yeah. It was a perfect uh, echo chamber. <laughs> uh, my greatest fart from my friends uh, in college was in Nashville. It was uh, our buddy's... <laughs> Our buddy's bachelor party. We had just done a t-shirt draft, uh, getting ready to go out. Cut a terrible, terrible fart. So bad that we left for the whole night. Like, we went out for the night to party in Nashville. We're like, well, we can't be in this room. It's time to go. And then my best part with you guys was in the starter's office uh, uh, back at Turner. Shit. And it must have been like 30 seconds. So yeah, yeah, that's was, my loudest. That was the most insane part. Wow, ever. yeah. It just kept going. Like, I had enough time to look up from it and be like, what? We're still going here. You had to look up to it. <laughs> Guys, get that, somebody record this. And like, you had oh. enough time to get it out. We recorded a full 15-second Instagram story. <laughs> that was so yeah, that's my loudest, part. my stinkiest, and my oh. longest. Uh, Lee was most You'll never forget. That one for yeah. sure. oh, yeah. I'm glad uh, Lee was there. Yeah. I, yeah, so was I, because I didn't even believe it was a fart until it was like, yeah, you know, you 15 seconds in. I was, I was just like, what, what is going on? <laughs> it was like your phone, you know, when it's on like vibrate mode, it was just like. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, it was a real, you know, real, real party fart that one was. Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> entertaining. Yeah, it was like engaging. a trombone. It was like it was. a. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> like it just wavered, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Everyone, everyone was frozen too. Like we all stopped what we were doing. Just like Jesus. Oh, and when, then it went like another ten seconds. I know. Seconds. I know. I know. You thought you it was over. One of those NBA commercials, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love how everybody has fart stories. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. We all got stories. I know. I know. I, I I've told the story where uh, Luke Van Cooten farted in a CD case and gave it to somebody. <laughs> I've told the story about Dan Tanner clearing out a computer lab with a fart. That's the stinkiest fart I've ever smelled. I just like I love how you can remember where you were. Who did it? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, I remember. I remember a guy on a plane coming back from Vegas one time. We were, I was in Toronto coming back on one of those Sunwing planes or whatever. You know the real oh, tight yeah. ones where everyone's cramped mm-hmm. in there after four or five days in Vegas and. Uh, oh god. And those planes, you know, I don't recline on those, and so I sort of, you know, expect the person in front of me not to. But the person to the middle of me, because I was with uh, Eight Toes and Benny, he reclined his seat. And so I uh, you know, had, had a little gas and let one slip. And uh, <laughs> not long after, he quickly returned it to the upright position. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard him like, boy. <laughs> I like the idea that he thought that that would make a difference. You know, I got to be this further away from the part. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What an ending. I love that you got to ask this question, JD, because uh, you have never farted. I've never uh, farted. I wow. still have yet, it's incredible. yet yeah, that's to happen. Say, this might be deflection from the old van fart, JD, that I hear. Oh, yeah. I, think oh, I was going to say, there's some infamous me. farts. We've talked about the van fart story before, and uh, the one we had in our office when we were all together. Remember, we didn't know if it was someone farting or it was a sound of a chair on the uh, podcast. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. We had that big like uh, <laughs> yes. investigation. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right, Sam. Uh, in the stream team, that is how you wrap up Bean Week, right there. By <laughs> exactly. Talking right. about right. your farts. Happy Bean Week to everyone. Uh, what a success it was. That's rapid fire. That's the drop podcast. Oh yeah, there they are with their beans. Gonna eat them all weekend long, guys. New no dunks items available at nodunks.com. You got the hoodies, the t-shirts, shorts, mugs. Yeah, big beans.
beef. Big beef. Go and rock one of those for uh, Cantor and Drummond. And we got the Top Shot Hot Boys. Low serial numbers only. So if you're a fan of Top Shot, you're a fan of No Dunks, go grab that. Both of those shirts are fire. Shout out to Breaking Tea. So go to nodunks.com to uh, treat yourself there. And go grab an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks where you can sign up for just $3.99 a month for the best damn sports writing in the world. That's it for us here today. Just once again, this Sunday, halftime of the All-Star Game, dunk contest will be going on on TNT. We're going to watch it live. We're actually, you know, usually on happy hours, we just start talking about everything and anything. But we're going to, like, watch the dunk contest and comment on the dunks and, uh, and go from there with the second half of the game and all that. So come join us. It'll be live on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share it with your friends. Hit that little notification bell so you know when we're going live exactly. And that'll fire up and you'll be alerted. That'll be fun on Sunday. Who do you um, think is most likely to do a 360 jump fart? Oh, my <laughs> dunk God. Contest. <laughs> Get Mike the mic down there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. I think Simon's. <laughs> stinky simons probably <laughs> uh so yeah we'll have some fun watching the dunk contest so come join us live uh if it's good enough we'll turn it into a podcast but otherwise come hang out on the no dunks youtube channel and then yeah we're off a little bit with the daily shows and tass is what you need to know taking a little hiatus um probably monday through wednesday right we'll take two two or three days at least if big news happens we'll jump on and react to it but otherwise we're going to take a little refresher here and uh, get excited for the second half of the season and into the playoffs because the long grind starts soon here. But that's okay. <laughs> We're having a blast. So thank you so much to everybody for joining us here today. We will hopefully catch you on the weekend. Uh, and if not, later next week, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I got a fart story. You got a fart story. <laughs> we all got fart stories. <laughs> Embrace the weekend, people. Stay.